The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. We are looking at guarantees of answered prayer. Hallelujah. In Acts 4, beginning from verse 29, running through 33, you will notice that by prayer we access grace. The measure of grace manifested in your life is traceable to prayer. We've talked about the place of knowledge when it comes to multiplying grace. Second Peter 1 verse 2 that says grace and peace will multiply unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. But we also need to understand the place of prayer. In Acts 4, let's begin from verse 29, we'll call it. 29. Are you there? Acts 4. I'm going to get there in my own Bible. Praise God. Acts 4, 29, look at this. And now behold your threatness, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when he had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believe of one heart and of one soul, see, this is beautiful. This is just by the way. There's a saying we used to have in those days. I don't know what it is to say. Their family that prays together stays together. See, prayer binds people. It binds people. Because prayer has an effect upon the human heart. It says the multitude of them that believe of one heart and of one soul, neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, and they had all things common. They just finished praying. And from that prayer movement, there was a release of selflessness. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Great grace was upon them all. So, the prayer released grace. Now, we need to understand certain things about grace now, we can define grace as unmerited favor. But there is more to grace than just being unmerited favor. Grace is also divine ability to accomplish a divine assignment. divine ability to accomplish a divine assignment. 
So it's more than just unmerited favor. Ephesians 3, with which, so give me verse 3. It says, how that by revelation made unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in a few words. Next verse. Whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Verse 5. Which in all ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as not revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Next verse. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Next verse now. Watch this. Wherefore, I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual or the operating or the energizing, the effectual working of his power. So grace is also divine ability to accomplish a divine assignment. You know, there's some people who just use grace to mean only a merited favor. There's more to grace than that. And that's why I tell the body, let's read our Bibles. Praise God. But grace can also be divine empowerment to put you over in life. Divine empowerment. Let's say you're struggling with a sin. All you need is grace. Grace would empower you to live above that sin. It's divine empowerment to handle challenges. It's a grace to handle the challenges that come, come your way. In 2 Corinthians 12, the Apostle Paul had prayed three times for the challenges that the enemy now, most people think the thorn of the flesh was a sickness, but it's, it's a messenger of Satan, the Bible says, sent to buffet me. That's a demon spirit that stirs up trouble wherever Paul went. And when you look at from verse 9, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, and he said unto me, Jesus is talking to him, he said unto me, my grace is acute. A-R-O-K-E-O. Akeo. Akeo means to be enough. It also means to ward off. So we can say grace is supernatural empowerment to handle challenges of life. Because Paul was going through a challenge. And he prayed three times and said, Lord, let this challenge stop. God says, Jesus, give me from verse 7, please. This will take me further, but go to verse 8 so that we don't have to start explaining and explaining. So for this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that he might depart from me. Verse 9. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. You see that? My grace is a hill. It's enough. We'll ward off. Will put you over, he says. Then he says, for my strength. He says, my grace is sufficient for you because the word for there could also refer to because my strength. The word strength there is the Greek word dunamis. In other words, my power is made perfect or finds perfect expression in your weakness. 
Now, those of you who are students of English, you can see that Jesus is juxtaposing, because Jesus I was talking to him here, was juxtaposing grace and power. And that's what you see in Paul. He says, according to the gift of the grace of God, which is given unto me by the effectual working of his power. See? So grace is also divine enablement. Hallelujah. Are you all there? All right. So they prayed and they experienced great grace. Hallelujah. Now let's dig into this. I went into all that so that you could understand that even on that grace we pray. Are you all there? Even on that grace we pray. In fact, most of the prayer, uh, in fact, the, the, the apostle of grace, Paul, prayed so much. In Ephesians 1, 16, I cease not to give thanks of you for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Philemon 4, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention. He's always just, just praying and praying and praying. Hallelujah. Are you all there? So we're looking at guarantees of answered prayer. What is a guarantee? A guarantee is an assurance. It's an assurance. It's like you're going to see someone and you say, let's go and see the governor. Say, what's the guarantee that we're going to see? What's the assurance that we're going to see? You're going to see the president. What's the assurance? So what makes us confident that when we pray, we will get what we ask for? What makes us confident? And I believe by now you know what prayer is, right? We said prayer is a verbal request made on God the Father based on his word with his promise to meet it. When you look at 1 Chronicles 4, verse 10, and it's amazing, this man called Jabez, if you read from verse 9, but we're going to read verse 10, nothing else is said about him apart from that place. And that's why I tell you most of the time, function in the blessing. His name is mentioned in scripture because he was associated with the blessing. Look at this. And James called on the God of Israel. He's praying now. Saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, and that thy hand be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. A verbal request. Saying, Made on God the Father. Based on his word, with his promise to meet that need. Because when you study in scripture, you will know the Bible says he blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. Then he says, replenish the earth. So he knew that the key to increase, having looked at the life of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that the key to increase is asking for the blessing. It's scriptural. And that man's name enters scripture. Nothing else is written about him anymore. Just the fact that this guy was associated with the blessing. Hallelujah. 
Amen? Praise God. So we said, what gives us an assurance? First John 5. We're going to read verse 14 and 15. First John 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence. We got an assurance. That if we ask that we have in him, that if we ask anything, how? According to his will. You see, the word of God is the written revelation of God's perfect will. When you look at Hebrews 10 verse 5, very quickly, Hebrews 10 verse 5, let's look at this. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared for me. Next verse. In burnt offerings and in sacrifice for sin, thou hast no pleasure. Verse 7. Then said I, lo, I come. How? In the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. So the volume of the book is the will. So if I want to find what God's will is for any issue, I need to look into the word of God. See? When Jesus came, Jesus is the word made flesh. I've been that. And everything Jesus did was the will of God. Give us John 6 verse 38. Everything Jesus did was the will of God. He says, I came not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. So the word of God is what? 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 The will of God. But Jesus is a living word. So if I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And he's the word. Whenever Jesus did something, one said, have you never read? So all his actions and premonitions were inspired by the word. Go back to 1 John 5 verse 14. He says, this is the confidence, this is the assurance, this is the guarantee we have in him. See? He says, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask, how many things? Anything according to his will, he heareth us. So if it's not according to his will, he didn't hear. I remember during the World War, there was a man that was in one of the concentration, concentration camps. He had been suffering. And he asked God that he should be moved to another concentration camp. And God answered his prayer. And he was moved to another concentration camp. And where he moved from was the first concentration camp that was liberated. The one he moved to was liberated two years earlier, two years later. You get it? He was here suffering, being beaten. And he says, God, I want them to move him to the other one. Then they move him to the other one. And he's here now. And when he leaves there, they liberate those people. And he was here for two years, two more years. 
You get what you ask for. Now, if God doesn't, doesn't answer prayer, why did he allow him to move? Because a lot of times, we think that the reason I'm suffering is because this is the will of God. No, you're getting what he asked for. Hallelujah. It says, if we ask anything according to his will, if you, you ask in the name of Jesus, I will hear you. He hears us. Now look at the next verse. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, it doesn't matter what you ask him, we know, guarantee, that we have the petitions that we desire of him. I remember a little boy was asking his mother for a cat. And the mother said, we can't afford to buy a cat. You'll have to ask God. And you know, cats don't fall from heaven. It's a very funny story. There's a pastor that lived, their pastor, lived several houses away, several blocks away. And you know this the way they have their compounds and all that and fences. So he wanted to help a cat. Possibly it was his own cat, as the story goes. And while he was trying to help the cat and trying to bend the, the tree down for the cat to, to come down, the tree flipped back. You know that kind of thing? When the branch goes, phew, the cat got lost. So he went to visit this family and when he got to the house, he saw a cart. So that looks like my cart. The mother said, the other day we were just outside. The boy was asking of a cat. I said, he has to ask God. And cats don't fly from heaven. Don't fall from heaven. And the cat flew. We don't know where it came from. He asked God for a cat. John Hagee, his daughter was asking for a dog. And he didn't want to buy a dog. So he said, no, I don't. I'm not going to buy you a dog. You just ask God for a dog. So you've taught your children the word of God. They ask the father in the name of Jesus. So get what he asked. So the little girl asked the Lord, Lord, I want a dog. And the dog should be this color, specific. And ask the Lord. So one of their neighbors knocked on, the, on his door one day and said, um, Sir, I don't know. I don't know why I feel this way. I just think um, I may have to give you a dog. He said, ah, God really heard. He heard. When you ask according to his will. Hallelujah. So you can see that we have guarantees that when we pray, we get what we ask for. When we pray, we get what we ask for. Hallelujah. In James 1 verse 5, the Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. The Amplified Version says, if any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God. 
That means God is ready to answer prayer. He calls on the giving God. Say the giving God. Is that the way you see God? Maybe we don't see God that way. Because if you see God that way, you will never beg. Those who do not have an orphan spirit never beg. Only orphans beg. When I mean orphans, I don't mean um, people who have lost their fathers. I mean people who are born again, but they have an orphan spirit. And that's one of the reasons that the Lord gave us the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. The word is, he chooses your fathers. In other words, I will not leave you fatherless. I will not leave you as orphans. See? And until an individual gets to know God as father, through relationship and fellowship of the Holy Spirit, opening up the word of God to him, he will beg in life. She will beg in life. See? People who know God as father, they tell you, just, I'll, I'll get it. All I need to do is ask God. Because they know we have guarantees of answered prayer. Hallelujah. Are you all there? Now look at this. It says, if any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God. Who gives? This is exciting. Who gives to everyone? How? Liberally. I told you about Peter that when Jesus was in Peter's boat, he never asked him, he never told him, Peter, if you give me your boat, I'm going to give you something. Well, God is liberal. That's how liberal people are. That's why when I, when I cut my hair, I always leave a tip. That's why Baba's like me. Not because I am rich, and I am, but, but because I know God as, as my father, and he's liberal. I've been, I've been giving tips ever since I See, when a rich man, when you help a rich man, I say, oh, come, come, come. Just, just take. So when Jesus got through using Peter's boat, he says, okay, Peter, through your boat, I'm rich, I'm God. So, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. So I'm going to get all the nets you can. I'm going to fill it all. Now, just think of it, Peter threw out all the nets. See how liberal he is. Now, hear me. Peter didn't even ask for it. You see, when you know the heart of God the Father, your attitude to prayer changes. It changes. Hallelujah. Are you getting something out of this? All right. Now, it says, Lenny Mass of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly. God doesn't get offended that he gave you a big thing without reproaching or fault finding and it will be given him. Now, a minister of God is the, he's one of the wildest ministers in the world. He has the biggest plane amongst ministers in the world. So, he was flying one time just thanking God and hope God, the word God has brought him, and just, just appreciating God. And God said, is this all I can do? Is this all I can do? 
Then it was ask me for more. So you can see that the reason why many are not receiving from God is not because God is not willing to give, but they have a misconception about God. Hallelujah. He says, without reproaching or fault finding, he's not going to be, ah, you did this one, I'm not going to answer God this one. So you shall be given him. This is your Bible. Say, Pastor, what if, what if I'm living in sin? <laughs> sin will, will, will rob you of confidence. Because every time you sin, something dies in you. That's why you need to pray for those who are living in sin. Give me 1 John 5, 16. Let me just clarify all that. Because the people who say, when you sin, sin, your sin, your sin has nothing. God, we're under grace. Sin, God has no problem with sin. Okay, let's just read the Bible, okay? Don't let someone tell you, all right? Look at this. If any man sees but has seen a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life. Why you see a Christian sinning? He says, ask so God can give him life. Because while he's sinning, something is dying. I said, let us read our Bible. Don't let someone say, that's what the Bible says. That's what God is trying to say. Carry it for yourself. Read it. Read the whole thing. Notice the context of this was when he was talking about prayer. We just read 14 and 15. Come on now. So it's telling us that when we ask him according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions with the desire of him. Whatever we ask. Now he says, if you see a brother sin, a sin that is not unto death. So that means it's a sin unto death. It says, he shall ask, because he just dealt with 14 and 15, and he shall give him life for them that sin is sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. Let anyone deceive you. Read your Bible for yourself. And no matter how you sin, you are not unrighteous. Really? Verse 17. Want to read? Few unrighteousness. Because sin will actually erode your confidence in the sight of God. That's what the Bible calls it, the law of sin and death. Because when you sin, something dies in you. So you pray that God will give him life. So those of you who see someone sinning, just leaving him, no, pray for him that God will give him life. He's a Christian. Pray for him that God will give him life. He's a non-believer. He's already dead. Are you aware of that? The non-believer is dead. You don't pray that God should give him life. Pray for salvation. Praise God. You see, when you hang out, one of our, my calling is to enlighten the body of Christ. Praise God. 
All right, we're looking at guarantees of answered prayer. Number one, we said, pray according to the word. Pray based on the word. Pray according to the word. And we looked at several scriptures like Genesis 32, 9 to 11 of Jacob. When Jacob was praying, he prayed the word. So when you pray, what do you pray? You pray the word. In 2 Samuel 7, 24 to 29, that's what David did to God. In Exodus 32, 7 to 14, that's what Moses did. Daniel 9, 2 to 4, that's what Daniel did. Nehemiah 1, 6 to 11, that's what Nehemiah did. So, whenever you pray, what do you do? You pray the word. Let's look at 2 Samuel 7, 24 to 29, so you can get concept. Now, we'll move to the second point. Now, David wanted to build God a house. And the prophet Nathan said, go ahead, do what you want. And God told Nathan and I, said, no, David has shed blood. He shouldn't build it. Go and tell him that his seed will build it. So when God told him that, now the man wants to talk to God. All right? It says, for thou hast confirmed to thyself, thy people Israel, to be a people unto thee forever and ever. And thou, Lord, I become their God. Verse 25. And now, O Lord God, the word mm, that thou hast spoken concerning thy servant and concerning his house, establish it for forever. You see? He was praying the word. He said, Lord, this is what you said. So, establish forever. And do as thou hast said. Next verse. And let thy name be magnified forever, saying, The Lord of hosts is the God, is the God over Israel. And let the house of David be established before thee. He's saying it again. That's what you said. You know, just in case you didn't hear the first one. You said to establish. Do what you said. Move on. For now, O Lord of hosts, O God of Israel, as revealed to thy servant, saying, I will build thee a house. Therefore, thy servant found in his heart to do what? To pray this prayer unto thee. Because of what you said. So I prayed what you said. My children played out on me a lot. When I tell them I'm going to listen. Daddy. You said. Um, but I'm kind of tired now. But daddy you said. You have a daddy too. Daddy, you said. Don't carry the doctor's report to daddy. Say, the doctor said, my accountant said, the banker said, no, daddy, you said. And now you're asking according to his will, so you're sure you get what he asked for. Amen? Number two, pray to God the Father. Pray to God the Father. You see, Psalm 65 verse 2 says, Oh, thou that hearest prayer to you shall all flesh come. Jeremiah 1 verse 5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who give it to all men liberally without finding fault. Without finding fault. And it shall be given him. 
Jeremiah 3 verse 3, God says, call on to me. What did he say? And I'll answer thee. And I'll show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You see, the God we are praying to is a God that wants to answer our prayer. Isaiah 65 verse 24. It says, before they'll call, I'll answer. Why are you speaking? I'll hear. So the God we are dealing with is a God that wants to answer our prayer before we even pray. So when you get to your knees to ask God for anything, consider it done. If it's in line with the will of God, that's his word. Like I said, don't pray, don't ask God for another man's wife. Or ask for another man's husband. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that his wife would die. The name of Jesus. Because according to the word of God, if a man's wife die, can marry another wife. Don't let me... <laughs> The word that came to my mouth. <laughs> Nonsense prayer. But I pray that her husband will die. If her husband dies, it's not a sin if she marries again. In the name of Jesus, I pray, let him fall into adultery. In the name of, what is wrong with you? Are you a native doctor? Are you a witch? Are you a wizard? What are you? Pray to God the Father. Amen? Number three. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus. John 16, 23. Pray in the name of Jesus. Now Jesus said, in that day you shall ask me nothing. In that day. Then he says, verily, verily. That word means assuredly, assuredly. Assuredly, assuredly. Truly, truly. That's Jesus swearing. I tell the whole truth. I tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Just be rest assured. Whatsoever, whatever you ask the Father, how? In my name. What did he say? He will give it to you. Tello. T-H-E-L-O. Tello. It means to take pleasure in. To delight. 